Hello, friends. Welcome to Hire Us Hollywood, the podcast that you are currently listening to. Um, if you forgot what this podcast is about, it's about me and Jackie pitching ideas for the next great Hollywood hit that you'll be watching one day on the Netflix, the Hulu, everything fun like that. And I am your host, Diana, and this is Jackie. We're two millennials, uh, Diana and I, and as most major news feeds will tell you, it means that we want you to know more about us. So I'm going to lead in with today's fun facts. My fun fact for Diana is that even though she's the younger sister, she's totally the top bunk person. Jackie, what does that mean? I don't know. You slept in the... So correct me if I'm wrong. If I remember correctly, when you and your sister had bunk beds, even though you're the younger sibling, you slept on the top. And I think that like most people, the older sibling gets the top bunk bed, but you were the alpha. Okay. I was like, do you mean this in like a literal sense? But okay. Yes, I guess this is very true then. I did have the top bunk as a child when me and my sister had bunk beds because my sister was, and I think still too, is a stay afraid of heights. That is a... Hashtag fun facts. Um, a really fun fact I have about Jackie is last week I saw Jackie get super extremely excited about looking up obsolete power cords on the internet for old computers. Like there was a spark of joy in her eye as she was able to look up archives of old power cords for computers. And I just want to say like, that's how you know she is a true librarian and a testament to her like archival skills and abilities that one, she could locate an archive of old power cables like organized on the internet and two that when she found them it was like uh like a mother seeing her newborn baby for the first time the me like the immense joy in her eyes um and if you need to know anything about jackie just just think of that story thank you so diana for like the that it is true i think it was definitely was a highlight of my day if not the highlight of my week because there's nothing better than like sometimes people will give me the challenge they're like oh i have this old random technology object do you think you can get it working for me or like what should i do my favorite thing is is to go out on the world wide web or whatever netscape you have here in 2019 and to find people a manual because believe it or not there are good people out there who make high quality scans of manuals so let's say you get like a printer from 2004 and you're like oh i don't know how to get this to work or will it work if you contact me i will very gleefully within half an hour have you a working manual in pdf form and i will be only happy to do it and like i'm not even being sarcastic like it is such a joy to find manuals online and find stuff in an organized fashion and that is Jackie for you, everyone. She loves finding PDF manuals for 2004 broken printers. That's just iconic, if nothing else. Oh, my. Look. Jackie, do you remember that one time I told you my mom still has, like, her 1980s typewriter, like, hidden somewhere in, like, a closet? And you're like, ooh, like, look up, like, the serial number or something. Like, I can find you a manual online. Yeah, no, I remembered. I was wondering where you were going. I was like, Diana, you have three things to figure out. If it is a manual or if it's an electric. And then who was the maker of it? And then three, what year it was. Because I can find you, a, like, so for typewriters, you have, like, ribbons, which is, like, the ink that you would use. So I was like, Diana, I can totally help you get this typewriter for your mom up and running. I just need these, like, three pieces of detail. And then I will get you, a, like, a printer ribbon and you can your mom can use her typewriter again. 
I feel like she would love this or she might hate it. I don't know. Mom, I know you listen to this podcast, so please just, you know, tell me in person. Or you can tweet me. My mom's the only person who, like, sends us tweet on our Twitter account. Did you know this? She, like, loves tweeting us. You know what? I have a special place in my heart for your mom because she's lovely. She's a great lady. But yeah, if you do get me those pieces of information or if you, listener at home or wherever you're listening to this, are like, wow, I have this typewriter that just happens to be living in the same space as me. A, I'll take it off your hands. And B, if you do get me that information, I will get you the right stuff so your typewriter will be up and running. Because typewriters are super swell. But also, like, they're amazing. Oh, my Lord. Well, Jackie, I believe your story this week does not involve a typewriter but correct me if my i'm wrong what it what is your pitch this week and what's your inspiration behind it so we're going back for this one uh this is gonna be called the show is gonna be called already have the title is gonna be drama llama and the hypocritical hippopotamus and diana knows and as well as some of our fellow fruit standers that i've had this idea cooking for a long time and you're like oh man that sounds really dumb or wow that's a mouthful you're both right however i love llamas because i think they're funny that they have two l's in them and they have so many a's however i don't like conflict even though for some reason i fight people but in my attempts not to have conflict, if you ever involve me in a group message and there's conflict in the group message, I will either say drama llama and nothing else, or I will say drama llama and then I will uninclude myself from the conversation. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I've been in many a group messages with you and that is 100% accurate. I can vouch for that. Yeah, because, like, nothing good happens in group messages. Like, there's funny stuff that happens, but usually you just incriminate yourself. So instead of that, when things are just not going right, I say drama llama, and I'm out. That's my Audi 5000 statement. So, bear with me. So the name, drama llama and the hypocritical hippopotamus. So, Diana, you know this. It's an animated show. Yes, it has to be. Because how would you get a real-life hippopotamus to behave on set? You couldn't. They're wild. They can kill you so easily. They're like the most dangerous animal in all of Animal Kingdom at Disney World. You know what? They are very dangerous, but they are cute. But maybe those two things go hand in hand. Yes. So this is an animated TV show. Drama Llama and Hypocritical Hippopotamus are roommates. They have a third roommate that is Cat Taxi. And you're like, oh, that sounds familiar. Or if it doesn't sound familiar, you should go back and listen to Cat Taxi episode, because then you'll understand it. But this one is a cat who actually drives a taxi. So, like, a little bit different from the Cat Taxi, the show we pitched. This is, like, a real, like, personification of the episode Cat Taxi. It's, like, the cat driving the taxi versus a cat being in a taxi. So, you can't see me right now, but I am nodding my head in agreement. (laughs) Okay. So you have these three roommates, the cat taxi, drama llama, and the hypocritical hippopotamus. So we do know the profession of cat taxi. They're a driver. Maybe in this TV show, there's an Uber or there's a Lyft or they drive a taxi. Not like... Right. They're cat taxi, taxi. not cat Uber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what drama llama and hypocritical hippopotamus are, one is like a newspaper columnist where like it's the... Ask Amy column where you're like, dear so-and-so, this person's sad. What do I do? 
Wait, Jackie, that has to be the drama llama because they're going to give drama advice. Okay, so drama llama, thank you. Thank you. I hadn't actually parsed it out. So drama llama is the, uh, they dish out drama. Like, that's their title headline. Ooh, okay. Instead of ask Amy, it's like, you know, <laughs> get some drama from the drama llama. Exactly. So drama llama does the newspaper bit, and then hypocritical hippopotamus is on the radio. You know what I thought you were going to say? I thought you what? were going to say he was like a doctor and had to ha- take like the Hippocratic Oath. You know what? That would have been much more funny. <laughs> so maybe Hippocratic... So Hippocritical Hippopotamus is a failed doctor. Wait, can he be like Fraser, where he's like a radio host, but he's like a doctor, like a psychiatrist, so he, ha- he has a Hippocratic Oath... And can he's on the like radio. Doctor Phil, but actually a doctor. <laughs> the Hippocratic. I can't even say it. The hypocritical hippopotamus MD. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining like a little hippopotamus wearing like a little white lab coat and having you know how they always have like doctor cartoons or wearing the little like headbands with the mm-hmm. silver things. Like I don't know what those are supposed to be. I know they have stethoscopes, but that's just drawing away from the fact I don't know what they put on their head. Yeah, what are the headbands they always wear in cartoons for? Like, a reflector? I mean, maybe they're to draw away from the fact that they're not actual doctors? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no one on Grey's Anatomy went to med school. See, and that's the thing. Both you and I, like, that is our only medical knowledge other than A, real life, but B, like, if it's on Grey's Anatomy, I, like, think i'm smarter when in reality questionable but shonda rhymes if you want to hire us we are both big fans of yours just saying i'm just saying this show is perfect for shondaland thursday nights yeah it could be like the commercial bits so yes we have an animated tv show where these three people are the roommates cat taxi drives hypocritical hippopotamus to work and drama llama doesn't usually have to go to the office they work from home mostly you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the drama llama, like um, the scenes of Sex in the City where Carrie is at the desk and making all these like stupid like question and like profound statements to herself. Do you know what, I, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, 100%. And she was doing it on an Apple computer. Oh my gosh. Uh, what would like, what would what, the drama llama, like what type of advice would be, or would he or she be giving in their, their column? Like, can you give an example? So an example of what Drama Llama would do would be like, hmm. Let me give you like a scenario that someone like wrote into Drama Llama. Okay, go for it. Like, okay, my name's going to be like Rude Rabbit, okay? And like the Rude Rabbit like writes into the Drama Llama and is like, hey, Drama Llama, I'm throwing a fancy soiree at my penthouse and um, I don't want to invite this plus one to my friend whose boyfriend is trash what should i do what would the drama llama say the drama llama would say to the rude rabbit congratulations on having a penthouse apartment and if you don't want somebody to come to your party just make sure you don't have an rsvp column with a checkbox for plus one on your invitation to your friend Okay, that's not that dramatic, Jackie. That just seems like good oh, advice. Oh, actually, okay, I didn't know if we want. if you want dramatic, then you gotta be like, hmm, I kind of want to wish I had, like, a real housewife, like, moment of, like, if you don't want the boyfriend to come, don't invite the person. Problem solved. Yeah, like, he's a drama llama, not the, like, chill llama. Okay, so if it's drama llama, it's like, if if girlfriend needs to drop the boyfriend, you don't invite girlfriend to the party. 
you invite like you're like to <laughs> what's it called uh to the girlfriend and then you just invite like two girlfriend and like her ex-boyfriend as the other person on the invite not the current one that you dislike that's or what about like Lama. the ex one like the yeah. ex one who you actually like not like the last ex but yeah <laughs> yeah that's drama llama that is drama llama to the fullest <laughs> That's petty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and also, the person who, just like when we're like mentioning Frasier and we're mentioning all these other shows, um, another character who's a side character is uh, Minnie the Moose, who owns the apartment complex. Okay, so how do we see Minnie the Moose play into the show, Jackie? Oh, Minnie the Moose is like the dog in Frasier, where it's the comedic relief, because Minnie the Moose doesn't fit into all of the rooms in the apartment complex. Oh, is she, like, actually going to be a life-size moose? It's not going to be, like, scaled down? Well, that's a good you know question. How, like, you know how in, like, shows, like, all the animals are scaled so they're roughly, like, the same size? Like, are these animals going to be, like, actual in scale size to each other? Like No, in- like, Hypocritical Hippopotamus is going to be huge. Drama Llama is going to be really, really tall. And Cat Taxi is going to be small. <laughs> this is good. How can Cat Taxi see the road? That's the do point. They have a, do they have a booster seat? They can't reach the pedals. Well, they'll have to have like the hand tools. I've actually thought about this today when I was driving. I was like, how would Cat Taxi work? And they would have to have like the pedals on like, you know, like the hand pedals for like people whose feet don't work. I was thinking they'd just be wearing um those really long stilts. Okay, I'm like game for that. On their little paws, they'd be like boop boop. That that works. And okay, so for people who are like Jackie, this is so asinine. Guess what, folks? It gets more out there. So this also happens where like there are no humans. Like this could be taking place in like uh after apocalyptic like Baltimore, maybe like some city. Baltimore. But <laughs> Sorry. the only vaguely humanoid things that are in it is that they have robot butlers that look like humans. <laughs> okay sort of like in kimmy schmidt like unbreakable kimmy schmidt they have that one robot mm-hmm. yeah so like the okay. only like big thing about humans but it's like all of their stuff is like left over from like when the humans were there and it's not like they obviously use their infrastructure and you could be like wow they do this or that but i just like want to set the stage just like how adventure time takes place in a post-apocalyptic like error that there's just like a couple of things that are a little out of place where you're like hmm this doesn't make any sense well it doesn't make any sense for a reason and it all comes what's the actual conflict that's what you're asking yourself now what mushrooms are you on answer is none however the whole idea is that drama llama and hypocritical hippopotamus never take their own advice they are single and they are sad about it but they can't just put out like a tinder (laughs) profile or whatever (laughs) that is so sad Jackie. they're single and they're sad about it <laughs> i mean i'm being she's honest about the characters this is coming out after valentine's day anyway this oh is my god chocolate oh my god okay continue jackie i'm sorry i broke your train of thought no i'm glad that there has ramifications but i mean like what would your tinder profile your bumble profile whatever comes next profile Did you just call your it mind- bumble bumble I thought you said bungle. I was like, God darn it, Jackie. Okay, continue. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, that would be kind of funny if there was an offshoot of that. But whatever. So the whole idea is that they 
want to start putting themselves out there, but they don't know how when they're A, hypocritical, and B, drama. Oh, that's fair. Wait, I feel like you haven't explained how the hippopotamus is hypocritical, like, on their radio show. Oh, yeah, it's just like Fraser Crane doesn't take his own advice. When you're like, you're making a, okay, there's the one Fraser episode I can't forget when he gets stuck in, like, the parking garage. Do you remember that episode? I do not. Okay, there's literally an entire episode where, like, he gets stuck in a parking garage and, like, the parking attendant, like, doesn't let him out. And, like, I don't know if it's, like, in the area of, like, the building he works in for the radio, but all I have in my head whenever somebody mentions Fraser Crane is that there was literally an entire episode of him in a car getting stuck. Oh, wow, what a vibe. Honestly, same. I mean, parking crashes are scary and getting out of them are hard. However, hypocritical hippopotamus is like drama llama, as we were saying, would invite your ex-ex to come. Hypocritical hippopotamus would be like, have you called your mom lately? But meanwhile, they haven't called their mother in so long. Yes, they're actually secretly estranged from their mother and it's sad. They can't sing Whitney Houston anymore since their mom was the original Whitney Houston hippopotamus meme. Wait, Jackie, what? Haven't you seen that meme with that hippopotamus singing that Whitney Houston song? It is one of my faves. It's not a video. It's like images and like different things of that Whitney Houston song. Will you always love me? Like putting it out there. Jackie, I don't think your experience with memes is as universal as you think it is right now. You know what? I think, Diana, that's been one of the most on point things you've said to me. In several months. Hippopotamus. I'm Googling. Whitney Houston meme. It's like an image set. Um, There's a video. But you said it's not a video. It's a Snapchat. Oh, no, I found it. I think I found it. Oh, it's just like a hippo that's like has its mouth open. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, is it the first one if you search? It's on popbuzz.com. Not sponsored by them, don't worry. Jeez. Oh, my Atlanta Jackie. It is so funny. <laughs> Dear Lord. If anybody wants to know what I find funny, that's what I find funny. So, okay, I get triggered by Whitney Houston songs really easily okay and i i swear to you it's not because it no it's because i'm crazy but it's specifically because my friend in college jennifer her her alarm on her phone was whitney houston's i want to dance with somebody okay and if you are ever like staying at her apartment every morning but here's the problem like i love jennifer to death she's my good friends but she would like she would snooze her alarm for like an hour and her alarm would just keep but she her alarm would keep playing so like every minute it would be like 30 seconds of i want to dance with somebody like forever and like you would think she was dead like i was like i was like staying at her apartment in the city one weekend because i was like in trading for um 
our job at the fruit stand and like training was in the city by her apartment i was like okay i'll see and i thought she had died i was like she has died in her sleep there's no way she's sleeping through this many alarms i was like i'm getting ready to leave and i'm like well they're gonna just assume i've killed her like they'll find like her body dead as whitney houston plays in the background and it's fine and then then like as i was leaving she's like oh i'm awake and i'm like how do like how do you sleep through that like how is your body adapted to listening to Whitney Houston that loud for like two hours straight and not waking up. And she's like, what? I didn't even hear it. And I was like, you like, (laughs) so now I'm like, everyone, like when that song comes on at like a wedding or like a party, they're like, Oh, this is my jam. And I just immediately get like murder flashbacks. Like it's so bad. I'm so triggered by it. And now anytime anyone says Whitney Houston, I'm like, (gasps) like I have to make sure it's not that song. It's so stupid. Well, I respect you. So we can change hypocritical hippopotamus to strange mom not to be that hippo from the meme if that makes you feel better. I do feel a little bit better. Yeah, Whitney's not – she's not on the soundtrack for this this show. Yeah, that would be a lot of royalties. So here's the thing. These two (laughs) – these two characters, they have these two opposing – personas when in reality hypocritical hippopotamus is all about the drama and drama llama is all is like actually like a really chill animal that just wants a really cute haircut honestly who doesn't want a really cute haircut fair so so okay so with this roommate scenario so drama llama's out there being drama hypocritical hippopotamus being a hypocrite is cat taxi like this the normal roommate air quote mm-hmm. or are they just like or are they more like a um Oh my god, what's his name? The really weird one from Seinfeld. Sure. I mean, they're all weird. Huh? Kramer. Cosmo Kramer. Yeah, I was like, is he the Kramer? Or is he like, where he's like just extra super weird cat taxi? Or he's is like he just Jake like... Johnson of New Girl. I haven't seen New Girl, Jackie. It's been Sorry. in my Netflix queue for like five years. Okay, so like, cat taxi is subtly normal however when you start actually noticing their behavior you're like wait a second am i imagining this or are they actually acting this way so they're for so like if you don't pay attention to them you think they're normal but then if you pay attention to them you're like oh no they're actually super duper weird yes but like they get along fine in society because very few people care to look interesting very very weird but i love it and also like hypocritical hippopotamus doesn't drive because he can't fit in a front seat so cat taxi has to drive him everywhere oh i'm imagining this also i know he's a cat taxi but like you know in um the city in the summer when they have like the bicycle guys and mm-hmm. you can have and you sit in the back with like the or the little um the little seats a little pagoda is that the right word I don't know. I mean, it can be. I was told that, like, the only reference I have to Pagoda is when um, my freshman and sophomore year in college, um, before this one person stopped, like, went to a different college, he used to try and get as many types of potato on his plate as possible. So most nights, TJ was able to get, like, three different types of, of potatoes on his plate. He was also, like, extremely skinny like i don't know why that's an important detail for tj but like what he would do is he would get fries because that was the easiest thing for one of those types of three potatoes but when he was done with his fries what he would always do at the end of the meal when he was waiting for other people is he would like stab the either him or somebody else would stab the like the fries on his fork and it would form a pagoda where like the longest fry was on the bottom and then it got smaller and smaller and smaller 
That's the only reference for Pagoda that I have. I literally had no idea where that story was going, Jackie. I mean, most of my stories don't really have ends. Also, I don't think I'm using the word right. I don't think it's a pagoda. It's like, maybe it's like... It's a rickshaw? Oh, yeah. I just... Oh, God. My words are so bad today, Jackie. This is what happens when I work too much. My brain goes to spaghetti moosh. Um, but either way... Yeah, like that. So, like, I'm imagining Cat Taxi on his little bicycle and then in the back. Or, like, you know, like, when you're, like, little babies are in those little wagon things in the back? Hippocratical hippopotamus. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's totally the thing. And, like, Cat Taxi is few, is scant on words, but actually is, like, the wisest out of the three. Oh, I love it. So, okay. What is, like, the central, like, um, for the first season? Like, what's the... What's, like, the big um, narrative there? The big narrative is that it's kind of like a dare. Like, the first episode sets the scene of it being, like, a dare. Because they've all lived, all three of them have lived together for, like, longer than the show. Like, they've been the roommates for a couple years or however animals mm-hmm. measure time. Like, that can be, that's arbitrary. But basically, the first episode, they end up daring each other because somebody's like, you've been single for a long time. Ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. And then the other person is just going to be like, well, guess what? So have you. And then they're like, well, first person to get a date, blah, blah, blah. Or like first person to get engaged. We can set the stakes up later. So it, it, it sets it up where they have to figure out how they can put themselves like on the market um, mm-hmm. after being single. Yeah. It's, like, kind of Friends-esque, where, like, in the first parts of, like, Friends, where, like, they're seeing other people before they see each other. That's crazy. You know what? I like it. I feel like this is, like, one of your best ideas, Jackie. And I don't say this lightly. Thank you. This one has been marinating for a really, really long time. Like, the reason I did not put this on earlier in the season was because I wanted to be, like, fully prepared for this because Drama Llama and Hypocritical Hippopotamus are close to my heart because I, too, can occasionally give out wisdom, but I, too, am single. So a lot of times I give advice and then I'm like, I don't actually know if that works and that was probably horrible, so never use it. But some people have been kind enough to say that my advice is has fit the situation. Not that it helped or anything, but it did was okay for the situation. Yeah, I, I think that tracks for you, Jackie. You're a very I mean, wise I'm very you're like okay a wise like, owl. I'm, I'm very honored to be a wise owl. But basically, the whole thing is that there are these very different personalities, and then there's, like, the personality of, like, their job, and then there's, like, the personality of them, like, hanging out. And they're two different things. And they know how to, like, pick on each other, but sometimes they forget that they're really good at picking on each other because they know each other. Yeah, it's like how yeah, your friends know all sense. your weak spots and like they like and it's never like they don't intentionally mean to hurt you, but sometimes they just like give a really good jab in a comment where you're like, ooh, a little too much. They like read you too well. Like they know you too well and they say something and you're like, ooh, that cut to the yeah, core like, and they're like, oh yeah, hippopotamus I'm sorry. has mom problems. Oh, has like parent you know. problems. And then like hypocritical hippopotamus thinks that drama llama like spends too much time on how they look. Jackie, who do you have in mind for being, like, the voices of these characters? Do you want them to be, like, randos? Or do you have, like, people in mind? Danny DeVito wants to play Cat Taxi. I'm very okay with that. 
<laughs> Honestly, now that you've said that, Danny DeVito's the only one I'm going to accept. Yeah, for I mean, Cat Danny Taxi. DeVito just has the whole, like, especially who he plays on, like, Sunny and Phil, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I think Danny DeVito was married to one of the characters from Cheers, one of the female characters. Isn't he still married to Rhea Perlman? Yeah, and that's a woman from Cheers. Wait, did they get divorced? I hope not. Okay, let's find out. Let's let's read the hot gossip. I'm aka the, the Wikipedia. Okay, it says that they're still married. They okay, got married yes. in 1982. Do you know that? Do you know he's only four foot ten? I knew he was small. I did not know he was that small. They have three children. I wonder how tall they are. That was my first guess. They're big in heart, small in height. What if their children were all, like, six feet tall? That would be some very strange gene work at play. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. The couple separated for a second time in March 2017. Although they no longer live together, they remain on amicable terms and don't have any plans of an or intent of filing for divorce. So they're, like, separated, but they're not divorced. Wait, but now it says in March 2018, now that they've reconciled, and now they're renewing their vows. What the heck? This is, like, making me so upset, but now I'm okay. I don't know. I just got really upset, but then I, it was okay. I'm glad, like, it ended up okay. This was, like, an emotional journey. Like, if Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman can't make it work, who, who of us can? Right? That's true. They are two peas in a pod. Oh my. Is that a joke because they're short? I mean, it can be. It's unintentional if it was. <laughs> okay. Wait, do you have any voices in mind for um, the hypocritical hippopotamus and for uh, Drama Llama? Like, so- I sort of feel like Fraser Crane himself has to be the hypocritical hippopotamus now. I mean, if Kelsey Grammer wants to be on the show i'll be like holla fun fact i am one degree out from kelsey Grammer. do you want to guess this one diana i don't know if i've actually told you this one <laughs> you haven't how are you one degree out from kelsey Grammer? okay fun fact my uma which is I, she's my grandmother but we call her uma she's german blah 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 you can edit this out if it doesn't make any sense so my uma does like theater and she lives now in like the suburbs of new jersey she's she has for over 60 years but when she was growing she is like a theater person so she's done like off 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 broadway so she has been in plays summer stock theater with the likes of dustin hoffman but she was once in a production with kelsey Grammer in arizona there's pictures that prove it <laughs> That's so fantastic. Oh my god. Your stories about your Uma is my favorite. Like, I love the one when she was calling, um, oh my god, she calls Nathan Lane just like her friend Nathan or whatever. Like, it just kills me. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I never know. Like, so yes, um, my Uma is like literally one of my favorite people. She teaches me how to live my life because she is so vivacious, but she does. She calls Nathan Lane Nathan, and it's very confusing to me because I don't actually know because she only refers to him as Nathan. So, like, she could have another friend who is also named Nathan, but I cannot parse it out in conversation. Just like she has a friend named Bernie who lives in Madison, but is not Bernie as in, like, Bernie Sanders because context, but I have no context for her Nathan for Nathan Lane comments. My other favorite story about your grandma is when she went to Burning Man because it's like 
how is she just out there living her best life so well, you know? Like, you what know, an icon. My grandmother is totally an icon. She's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people. Like I said, she teaches me how to live my life, but she got into Harry Potter when I got into Harry Potter, and she's super cute, and she likes to call it her second childhood. Oh, that's so cute. It is super you cute. Think she's a lovely, lovely lady. Do you think your grandma would watch the show? If I asked her to. <laughs> would she watch it if it wasn't your show? If it came on one after one of her shows on HBO at night, maybe. I respect it. I respect the honesty. You know, like, she oh. has, like... She has had, like, HBO for longer than it's been cool to have HBO. So, like, it was always a thing when I was growing up. If we went to her house, she had more channels than, like, we have ever had. And we didn't... We either weren't allowed to watch Cartoon Network or we didn't have Cartoon Network. But she did at her house. And my cousin, whenever we'd go over, he would always put on Cartoon Network first. So, like, all of my memories with Courage the Cowardly Dog are in my grandmother's basement. That's sort of terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, that there's probably, scary. like, a very firm reason where my mom and my dad were, like, don't watch Cartoon Network. All those shows are scary. Well, speaking of networks, Jackie, what channel do you want this show to be on or what network or what I'm streaming provider? Like this being, like, an off-brand, like, TBS or FX show or maybe TNT. You know, I can see. I could see FX for sure. Yeah, this is, like, something that either plays in front of a Simpsons block of, like, shows or after. Yeah, I could see it. Well, Jackie, I think if, like, any um, network executives are listening to this, you should tell them where they should reach us out to at, reach out to us at. Yeah, that's a word. That's a sentence. I mean, if you want to be cool like Diana's mom, you can tweet at us at Hire Us Hollywood. We also have an Instagram because we do. We also have an email address and we're working on a domain name. Usually Diana does this bit, and I don't want to get our information wrong, because fake news. However, it will be embedded in the description. Yes, everything is at Hire Us Hollywood. We're not fancy people. We want to give a shout out, because um, we learned today we have some like international listeners, because we're cool and fancy, apparently. Um, so we want to shout out, because we discovered we have listeners in Austria, and listeners in Mexico, and listeners in Japan, and we're not cool enough for this to happen, um, but we're just going to shout it out anyways, because wow, what, a, what an iconic moment. Thank you, pals, especially Jake, and especially... Shane. We're assuming, Shane, you're in Mexico listening to it because you're the only person we know who's been in Mexico recently. Who but might if it wasn't you, podcast. you're still awesome. So thank you. And thank you to whomever was listening and pinging all the stuff off of from Mexico. And slash every single listener because y'all are great. Yeah. Who would have thought anyone would ever listen to little old us being crazy on the internet? I know, it's almost like we're millennials, but also like drama llama and hypocritical hippopotamus has to become a thing. It is. Okay, bye friends. See you next week.